Self-Care Sunday with me, your host, Kaylee Reed. Over a year ago, I started Self-Care Sunday after experiencing burnout. I had left my job at a startup, which I had actually co-founded three plus years ago, and was feeling totally lost and in a rut. Self-Care Sunday kind of became my creative outlet to share my thoughts in that whole process and to share some of the conversations that I was having with inspiring women in my life and mentors and friends, which to me has always been self-care. From the beginning, I've called Self-Care Sunday a minimalist media project because I wanted to create content in a minimalist way, meaning I didn't want to be adding to the noise of the internet I know that there's a million places that you can consume content from now, whether it's reality TV or BuzzFeed or Instagram or Snapchat videos, the list goes on and on. And as a content creator and curator and producer, I wanted to make sure that the content that I was putting out wasn't adding to the noise, but was creating meaningful conversations. So I called it a minimalist media project because the media that I'm producing is minimalist. Um, No more than once a week, sometimes not even that much. And I took a hiatus to really focus on how I can produce content that continues to be self-care for myself and for my listeners and what that self-care looks like and how it has evolved for me ever since A year and a half ago, when I was living back at my parents' house with no job, trying to figure out what my next steps were going to be. I want Self-Care Sunday to be a podcast that truly does add to your self-care every Sunday and adds to mine every Sunday too. So I've been thinking about different ways to create content a little bit differently and to also create something meaningful that brings you and I together a little bit more. I'm kind of craving a connection between listener and host, which I've found on some of the podcasts that I really love. And one of those specific podcasts is Magic Lessons by Elizabeth Gilbert. I discovered this podcast about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, And it's always been one of my favorites. If you have never listened to it before and you are a creative being, you absolutely need to download Magic Lessons. Basically, it's hosted by Elizabeth Gilbert, who is a best-selling author. And she interviews and has on these guests that are struggling in their creative fields. She kind of gives them advice on how to move past the barriers that they might be struggling with, and a lot of it is really mindset related. So even if you're not a super creative person or trying to make it as an artist, the podcast episodes are really relatable to a lot of struggles that we all might be facing in our lives. She also has some really amazing and brilliant guests like Brene Brown, who we all know and love, and I was kind of thinking about what I learned from Magic Lessons and as a podcast host and creator, how I can kind of emulate a similar type of connection between audience and and myself, um, but in a more self-care focused way. So when I think about the past year and what these episodes have looked like, it's been a lot of conversations with guests that I admire or with really close friends who know me well And we've talked about everything from 
the beginning of their stories, their mental health journeys, how they've overcome business obstacles, and also how they practice self-care in their daily lives now. And while I have loved all of these interviews, I somehow have felt like there's something missing, and maybe it's because I didn't have a really strong direction when I started the podcast, other than knowing that these conversations for me often really are my self-care, and that's where this all started. So I had a little bit of a light bulb moment and was inspired a couple weekends ago when my friends Nikki and Carly from Edmonton, who are two content creators, came to visit and stayed at my house for the weekend. My really good friend Addie, who has been on this podcast multiple times before, also hung out with us all weekend, and it was one of those weekends that was super jam-packed with blogger events and creating content and doing photo shoots, but we also made a priority on one day to just chill out, do some face masks, and talk about what was going on in our lives and boy problems and, you know, our goals for our careers and wanting to move to LA, like so many different things. And in that conversation, uh, we brought up our horoscopes and we also brought up tarot cards. So my friend Carly is really into tarot cards and we've actually FaceTimed before and done readings together. I bought my first set of tarot cards over a year ago and it's something I never talk about because I know a lot of people think that it's super hocus pocus and maybe kind of silly and witchy, so it's something I've kept on the down low and I'll whip them out for friends sometimes or if somebody's really struggling with something and there's even been times when I was on a client call and have done readings for clients because they're struggling with things in their business and need to really break through that. But other than that, it's always just kind of been this back hobby and When my friends were over, Nikki and Carly and Addie, we brought out the tarot cards and everybody was asking questions related to the struggles in their life and we were reading these tarot cards together and kind of dissecting everybody's individual problems in a way that was reflective of what they were going through and kind of insightful beyond what they might be able to see. In other times, it was just reaffirming what All of us kind of already knew deep down, but we wanted some external validation on it. And while we were doing these tarot readings, my friend Nikki mentioned that I have a really great voice to do some sort of meditations or something along that realm uh, in terms of content. And we talked about YouTube videos and maybe, I don't know, my mind started spinning around how I could be creating more kind of meditative content that's also helpful um, and still in the self-care realm without getting too spiritual and way off, off the course. So that weekend, us just hanging out and talking through our problems made me realize that that's really kind of the same kind of conversations that I've always enjoyed with my close friends, and usually they're only conversations that you have with people that are super close in your life, that you're willing to be vulnerable with, that you are ready to open up to, because if it's strangers on the internet, or an acquaintance, or a friend that you might only see at parties, it's really rare to go deep into what you're struggling with in your life, and wanting to discuss and dissect how you can overcome that barrier. What I think I felt was missing from 
the direction that my interviews with past guests was going is that there wasn't that same closeness that I have with a lot of the really close friends in my life because it's not something that you can really replicate. It's really hard to be an interviewer and ask authentic questions without feeling like you're stepping on somebody's toes and it's always just a little bit awkward when you first talk to somebody on the phone. Like there's so many things and I've been trying to figure out like how I can become better at this skill because I think it is a skill that can be refined and I think that my interviewing style has probably gotten, I hope, better over the past year of doing interviews. But after that weekend, everything kind of aligned for me and I realized that maybe this is a way that we can have some more authentic conversations and break down struggles and barriers that not only I'm having in my life, but that you guys are having in your lives um, by using tarot. And maybe if you're listening, you heard me say that and you're rolling your eyes and you're thinking, oh no, she's becoming this like super spiritual, wacky, self-care, meditation, hippy-dippy, whatever girl and this podcast is no longer going to be for me. Look, I I hear you, and I understand where you're coming from, and I hope you don't turn off this podcast just yet, because I want to explain a little bit more about why I think tarot is a great medium to be having these self-care conversations on this podcast. And I'm going to start by saying I consider myself an open-minded realist. I'm not religious. I'm not terribly spiritual. Um, I could probably be more spiritual and I'm sure that it actually might help my self-care, but I'm somebody who typically sides on the side of science, who really appreciates facts and data and logic and reasoning, even when I am not the most reasonable person and even when I let my emotions control me in some circumstances. I definitely would consider myself more of a realist than somebody who's a little bit more grounded when it comes to trying to solve problems. I have a pretty level head and I'm pretty reasonable and rational and logical when it comes to a lot of my decision making, which is something that I pride myself on. But all of that to say, I'm also a very open-minded person. And I think that there's things in our universe that we can't necessarily explain and things that we can't always understand and that's also okay and it's okay to kind of have fun on your self-care journey and your self-discovery journey and whether that means you know doing a tarot reading or going to see a medium or doing reiki or buying crystals all of which might not actually be founded in science but might help you in your personal journey, I'm all for that. What I really love about tarot, which I don't think is ever really talked about, is that it's a tool for self-realization and reflection. So yes, the idea behind tarot is that there's all of this energy and you know, spirit guides might be helping give you a message and there's angels and it's very witchy. But at the end of the day, the reason why I personally enjoy tarot is because it gives you an opportunity to think about the experience that you're going through, to reflect on what you think about what you're experiencing, 
and to kind of lead and guide yourself to a conclusion and to a solution by reading cards that are kind of pushing you in an affirmative direction. So by no means I am, am I somebody who thinks that the cards know everything, but rather I think that more times than not, we have the answers to what we're seeking within ourselves. And it just takes a few questions and some self-reflection and awareness to come to these conclusions on our own in order to help ourselves. So with all of that said, I think that tarot is going to be a really interesting medium to kind of have more authentic and deep and meaningful conversations with you and also hopefully guide you on some solutions to things that you're personally struggling with in your life. If there's something that I've learned from being a mental health advocate, it's that we all feel similar problems and struggles and oftentimes feel like we're completely isolated and alone. When the reality is that so many of us have shared experiences, shared struggles, and we just don't really talk about them as much as we should. And so what I'm going to be doing in this episode, I know this was a really long intro, but this episode is all about diving into some of your struggles and giving a bit of a reflection for you through the medium of tarot, where hopefully you can come to a conclusion of your own and start to learn how to have these discussions with yourself and solve your own problems through self-awareness. So what I'm going to be doing, I actually asked on Instagram without any context today for Self-Care Sunday, what you're currently struggling with in your life. And I received a lot of responses. And I mentioned on Instagram that I would keep everything anonymous because you guys didn't actually know what you were replying to when I made that story. So for this episode, all of these struggles are going to be anonymous. And the great thing about that is that they can be applied to any one of you. So the pattern and trend that I've seen in the submissions is that a lot of people have shared struggles. And so I'm hoping that by diving into some of these struggles today, you're going to see some of yourself in these struggles. Maybe you submitted one of these struggles and you're looking for some guidance. Um, And even if you didn't submit a struggle, I'm quite positive that something that we talk about today will resonate with you because underneath it all, we are all human beings with very similar shared experiences, feelings, and emotions. And we're all just trying to find a little bit more purpose in our day-to-day lives to have this sustained happiness and fulfillment. So why don't we get into our first ever reading? So the process for each reading is going to be kind of similar. I'm going to share with you the struggle that was submitted and that we're tackling. And then I'm going to shuffle the cards and pull the cards, uh, which I'll cut out because you don't want to listen to shuffling, I don't think, unless you're into some interesting card ASMR. Maybe that could be its own niche. Um, And then I'm going to read out what the cards are. So if you want to pause the episode after I've read out the cards and If you have your own tarot set or you're interested in tarot and 
want to get your first impressions from the cards or find your own kind of intentions and interpretations from the cards, you can do that. And then after I read out what the cards are, I'll give my interpretation, which will hopefully be something relatable and helpful. And I am by no means a professional tarot reader. I am not a medium. I am not a therapist. I shouldn't even have to give all these disclaimers, but I'm going to give them anyways. I'm just somebody who enjoys having these deep conversations, who enjoys self-reflection, and I think that this could be an interesting way for us to kind of connect on a deeper level. So that's what this is going to be. So before I read this first struggle that we're going to tackle, I just want to say that if you hear some purring or buzzing or a jingle bell, that is my cat Rose, who has decided to sit on my lap during this podcast recording because she's very needy. Um, So we have the energy of Rose with us, and Self-Care Sunday probably wouldn't be Self-Care Sunday without my cat, so here we are. Now, the first struggle that was submitted uh, is about relationships and heartbreak, which I'm sure 90% of people listening can relate to. It says, I'm struggling with letting go of a relationship that never got closure. Walked out and never looked back. Left me with more questions than I ever had answers for. And four years later, I'm still broken. This is rough and heavy and something that I really empathize with. So I'm going to shuffle the cards and let's see what we can reflect on. So we've pulled the One of Wands, the Death card, and the Two of Chalices, or the Two of Cups, in that order. I think this is a really relevant and interesting set to pull in relation to overcoming heartbreak or a breakup or a relationship in the past. The One of Wands usually means a starting point. It's a seedling. It's where you're starting to get somewhere else. It's the first initiative, the first point. And in this case, it might mean starting new. Um, You've been holding on to this person and this relationship and this heartache, really, for four years, for a really long time. And what the One of Wands is telling us is that it's time to start new, create a new chapter, and move on from this person. You need a break. You need a clean slate. You need to start fresh on your own with your own independence. And whether four years has passed or four days, I know that heartbreak hurts either way, but this is a sign that you need to take matters into your own hands to move on. The second card is the death card, which A lot of people think at first glance is a negative card. It represents something really bad, but actually it just represents transformation and change and starting fresh. And something that I really like about this card in particular with the heartbreak is it's representing the fact that you can't go back in time. The relationship has died. The death has happened And there's nothing that you can do to go back and change what has already happened. So it's about coming to terms with the situation 
and realizing and reflecting on the reality of the situation in order to move on. And finally, the two of cups or the two of chalices. For anybody who's not familiar with tarot, this is basically the couple card. So it shows a couple toasting and For somebody to see this card after a heartbreak, you might think, oh, that represents my relationship with this person and I should get back together with them because it's showing that we're a couple. But a really important detail in this card is that this couple, this man and this woman, are toasting their cups. And so what I think that the two of cups represents in this scenario is you're toasting in a friendly way, in a way that says cheers to everything that we've gone through, but not in a way that says cheers to being together forever. You need to start fresh. It's time to plant a new seed and find a new direction, put your focus into something else, and really accept that this relationship is over and you can't go back and change anything. You might feel guilt or remorse and feel forever wondering why something happened the way that it did, but it doesn't matter because it's not something in your control to ever change again. And so it's time to just cheers to the past and be grateful for the relationship that you had and what you learned from it and move on. The second struggle that was submitted is about motivation. This person says, I'm lacking motivation. I want to do more with my life, but I'm in a rut financially and mentally. And boy, is that relatable. And I have been there. I actually did a podcast episode about getting out of a rut last year after I experienced being in one of those holes myself. And If you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's episode number five, simply titled Getting Out of a Rut. So let's pull some cards to find some motivation. Sometimes when I do pulls, it actually amazes me how accurate the cards are in relation to whatever the topic is. So I'll read you what the cards are before I start. The first pull was the Four of Cups or Four of Chalices. The second pull is the Knight of Wands. And the third pull is the One of Swords. So let's start with the Four of Cups. If you have a tarot deck, you would see that the Four of Cups is actually just a girl or a woman sitting at the bottom of a tree And she looks incredibly bored, depressed, unmotivated. It's the perfect card to sum up the lack of motivation that you're feeling right now. And so what I think this card is trying to get at and get you to reflect on is why do you think you're unmotivated? And where does this unmotivation or lack of motivation come from? Is it a fear of failure? Is it boredom? Is it sickness or fatigue? Is it mental illness? You also mentioned financially being in a rut. And I've personally found from my own experiences that when my finances are poor or out of whack, my mental health is also poor and out of whack. 
So maybe it's evaluating what is really the root cause of this lack of motivation and how can we address whatever that root cause is. Is it a lack of motivation because you're struggling with money? And if it is, how can we solve that? Is it a lack of motivation because you're depressed? How can we solve that? So really look into yourself and ask yourself these questions as to what is driving this boredom in my life, this laziness, this lack of motivation to really do better for myself, and how can I address whatever that root concern is? Now the second card is the Knight of Wands. And what this card represents is adventure and travel. So maybe you have been stuck in this rut for a really long time. Maybe you've been doing the same monotonous thing over and over again for a year or months or longer. And what you really need is to break out of your routine, break out of the habits that you've collected over the past little while the habits that are keeping you in this stuck place. And you need to adventure more. You need to get out of your comfort zone. And maybe that genuinely means traveling. Although if you're in a financial rut, that's probably not feasible. What's probably more feasible and reasonable to think this card represents is getting out of your comfort zone and going out of your way to try new things try new habits, try new self-care practices, try new hobbies, learn a new skill, do something that is kind of a new adventure for you, um, whether it's an emotional adventure or an adventure in developing a new passion, whatever that looks like. This card is basically telling you to break the mold of what you've been doing for however long you've been feeling unmotivated, and that's going to help you get to the next phase. And the next phase is the last card, which is the One of Swords. And the One of Swords, if you look at the card, it's a super powerful card. It's just a hand holding a sword that has a crown over it. What this card represents is conquering something. So when you read all of these cards together, it's really telling you to go on the story and reflect within yourself, why are you unmotivated? What are you lacking right now in your life? Try to break out of the habits and go out of your comfort zone to tackle whatever that root problem is. Try something new. And once you've done that, once you've gone on this emotional adventure, this spiritual adventure, whatever that adventure looks like for you, it's going to be different for everyone. The end result is finally conquering whatever it was that root cause that you first identified with the first card. So if that root cause was always being tired, being mentally ill, having some fear of failure, whatever that root cause was, you're going to conquer that as shown in the last card by going on this adventure of self-discovery with yourself, by traveling, by doing whatever it is you need to do to break out of your daily routine do something differently and it's going to force you to overcome the things that are blocking your motivation right now. I really love that set. I like feel motivated by this now. A 
recurring struggle that came up more than once when I asked you what you're currently struggling with is body image issues. And this is something that I can definitely relate to. I experienced an eating disorder when I was in university. And so I feel for you if you are struggling with your body or have a poor relationship with your body. This specific struggle that we're going to tackle in the next set is loving myself and how to be at peace with my mind and body. And so I think this applies to both being unsettled and unhappy mentally with yourself, maybe not always meeting your own expectations, and also being unhappy and maybe uncomfortable in your own body. And how can we shift our mindset and our perspective to feel more at ease in our own home, which is our body. You can't escape it. So let's move into this set. Okay, so I'll read the poll for you. The first card is Justice, the Justice card. The second card is the One of Pentacles. And the final card is the Sun card. So this set, this reading is really reaffirming what you're feeling right now. The Justice card represents not only law and order and balance, but also judgment, uh, as she is a judge who's kind of balancing the scales. And what I think the Justice card represents in, in this circumstance is the judgment that you're feeling either from others or from yourself. The way that I would like to interpret this card is that you're probably placing more judgment on yourself than what you think the external judgment is, but at the end of the day, you are your own judge. You create the balance. You are the one to set the rules and the laws, and living in your own body um, is inescapable. Justice and balance in the universe is also inescapable. Where there is good, there is bad. Where there is dark, there is light. And so it's up to you to be your own judge and rather than judging yourself too harshly, take that responsibility to take ownership over the balance in your life that you need to create, which is finding self-love even when you might not be completely at a point where you're comfortable in your body. And there's where that balance comes in. And it's also totally okay to want to improve your body and improve your health and your mental well-being um, as long as it's coming from the right place, I think. So if it's coming from a place of self-judgment, that in my mind is a negative way to approach self-improvement. But this kind of lends to the One of Pentacles, which is the second card that we pulled. And the One of Pentacles represents perfectionism. So what I'd interpret that as is you're currently holding yourself up on a pedestal. Maybe you're striving for self-improvement because you want to attain perfection, whether that's in your body or in the way that you generally feel about yourself, when that I think is a negative way to approach self-improvement, 
we all know that perfection isn't actually attainable. And so what this card represents, while it might show perfection, what it represents in this scenario is letting go of that perfection. And once you let go of that search for perfection and striving for the unattainable, will you come to the conclusion of the final card, which is the sun? And the sun represents clarity and solving of problems, satisfaction, happiness, and pride. And so what this set is telling us is that you are your biggest critic, you are your biggest judge, and with that responsibility, you need to let go of this unattainable goal for perfection that you've set up for yourself, this pedestal that you've put yourself on, and really let go of that in order to embrace self-love. Because once you do that, you're going to find so much more clarity in this self-actualization of who you really are at the core. When you're letting go of these worries that you can't control, this goal of perfection, you let go of that facade, you'll come to a place that you feel so much more at home in your body. You'll feel so much more clear on who you are as a person because you can focus on your strengths rather than constantly worrying about your weaknesses and flaws that you're seeking to airbrush out or get rid of. And I think it'll finally let you be at a place where you feel proud of yourself and happy and content because you're no longer constantly striving for something that isn't you. You are the only you in the universe. Only you can be you and only you can be your best you. And so there's this higher self, there's this potential you that you are trying to grasp at and trying to reach, but probably doing it in a way that's coming from so much self-judgment that it's not actually going to be attainable or positive, a positive journey or experience for you. So along this journey, once you learn to let go of some of those imperfections, you're going to feel so much more proud of your body and yourself and the direction and the growth that you're having every day because you'll hopefully realize and come to terms with all of those little things that you actually really love about yourself and can focus on and be proud of, whether that's quirks or skills or values or character sets that are unique to you. That's, I think, what the sun is really representing is letting your best self shine and knowing that everybody has imperfections, that perfection is unattainable. And once you recognize that and really realize that, I think others see the best in you also because there's a completely different air that is given off when you're confident and happy and there's like that cliche, happiness looks beautiful on you and that a smile is like the one thing that makes somebody the most attractive, like a great smile and, and pure happiness and joy and I think that that's really true. So once you find this confidence and self-love within yourself, the world is also going to notice that from you and not that you need that external validation because to go back to the first the first card, we're not trying to impress or improve um, for anybody else or based on anybody else's judgments, but you're going to find yourself living in a different world when you do come to terms and come to 
accept your best self and be confident in your self-love because it's going to radiate in everything that you do. And I'm really confident that you can do that, but it is a journey. It takes a lot of time and practice and something that I find really helpful is spending time doing things that I love. Um, taking time in in my passions and my hobbies, spending time with people that make me feel my best self and make me feel great, people that make me feel comfortable. So that's, for me, my sister, my best friends, um, and doing things like reading and meditating and listening to podcasts and thinking about yourself. That might sound selfish in the way that I just said it and narcissistic, but it's not. It's thinking about self-improvement. It's being self-aware. It's being aware of your surroundings. Once you become kind of a bit more mindful like that, I think you'll find that this journey of self-love and self-care becomes a lot easier and comes a lot more naturally to you because you have a clearer mind on who you are and what you actually want to achieve and who you want to be. So I hope that was helpful. That's actually the last reading that I'm going to do today because this episode is already getting kind of long. So I want to say thanks again for coming along this journey. I would really love to hear your feedback on this episode. Um, If your struggle was answered and we dove into it, I'd love to hear if it was helpful for you. Um, If you're not a tarot person, feel free to tell me that. Although I probably won't change what I'm doing because this for me has been really therapeutic. I'm planning on doing it on a weekly basis and maybe this will be a new format of self-care Sunday. But as with everything in this podcast, it's trial and error. It's starting and stopping and figuring out what feels right and figuring out what's helpful for you guys and what's resonating and what's meaningful. So Thanks again. Um, Until next week, happy self-care Sunday, everyone. 